We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And we are live. It is the Field of 68. My name is Rob Doster. I have Jeff Goodman here with me, and we are going to be breaking down the biggest news of the day. Jeff is hiding because apparently he just got a text. Uh, but Oscar Sheway, the reigning yeah. national player of the year, announced today that he is returning to school, um, returning to Kentucky. Uh, he will be the first national player of the year to come back to college since Tyler Hansborough did back in 2008. That led to a North Carolina national championship in the 2008-2009 season. Jeffrey, how are you feeling about Oscar Sheway coming back to school? Uh, great. I mean, great. If I'm Kentucky, I'm, I'm loving it. And if I'm Oscar, I'm loving it because I'm going to make a hell of a lot more money coming back to Lexington in the college than I would have had I put my name in for the draft and, you know, potentially not been drafted or even been a two-way. He's not a first-rounder. None of these bigs are, right? Kofi left. He was checked out at this point. He was checked out. He had done this twice, and, and I think he understood it was time for him to leave. Where – Oscar is going to make a lot more money too than, than Kofi would have made. Like, I think Kofi would have made a million ish somewhere around there. Oscar's going to make $2 million. Think about that. He's going to make $2 million and that might be on the lower end at the end of this season. You know, Kentucky was going through some stuff to try to figure out. And that's why it took a while here, how to pay him or not how to pay him, how he was allowed to get NIL money because international guys can't actively pursue it. They can't actively, you know, work. So it, it's got to be different the way they've done it. And, and that was kind of the hold up here as much as anything, but he's going to get paid and Kentucky has their big man back. And now the key is surrounding him with guys that aren't going to frankly lose to St. Peter's. <laughs> yeah, you had to throw that one in there. Um, we'll get into some of the specifics when it comes to NIL and, and the state of college basketball when it comes to things like this in a second. But I want to start with this. Uh, when you're bringing back the National Player of the Year, that immediately makes you a team that is right there in the mix for, for preseason national title yep. conversations, right? When you did your preseason top 25, you had them at number eight. When you did that for stadium, when you said that, was it considering him being back? Were you assuming that he was going to be back in school? At the I time? was. Yeah. Yeah. I assumed all these bigs, Timmy, Hunter Dickinson, Kofi, Trace Jackson Davis, Oscar. I think I'm forgetting a sixth. Who's the sixth I'm forgetting. There's, I think there were six. Hunter. Did you say Hunter Dickinson? Yeah, yeah. Hunter, 
I assume they'd all be back, to be honest, because, again, I don't think any were, were first-round picks. I think all were going to go mid-second round at best. And I think all of them, when they looked at it – now, again, I was wrong on Kofi. Um, but I think I'll be right on most of the other ones. Timmy will be interesting, too. But I, I just think, again, if you're, if you're Oscar and you're saying, hey, if you take care of this for me, and you get me to over $2 million, how could he possibly say no to that when ultimately the NBA feedback is going to come back and probably already has at this point because it's due uh, on the 24th? And they're going to come back and say, yeah, you're, you're probably a late second rounder to undrafted. You're six, eight and a half. The NBA is not what it was. Yeah, you're a beast in college, but you can't really shoot beyond 15 feet. And defensively, that's the key is, is these guys, all of them, there's a reason the NBA is going the way it, it has. And these guys can't guard on the perimeter. They can't. Oscar mm-hmm. can't go out and guard anybody in the perimeter. Hunter hasn't shown he can do it. Kofi's going to be a disaster trying to guard in the perimeter in the NBA. There's a few, few guys he can play up, play and match up against in the league. But they're all going to have trouble at the next level because of – Honestly, not their ability to score, their ability to defend. Yeah, I, I've so I there was a couple conversations about this. You know, I specifically I remember JJ Reddick making a point about how um, he's frustrated watching college basketball because the, the the paint is clogged up and there's not as much spacing and this that and the third. Well, the sure. the thing about college hoops is that big men are suddenly so much more valuable at this level because they can't find a job at the the professional right. level. And now that right. that's their players are allowed to uh, be paid through NIL stuff and be paid through these collectives that all of these schools are putting together. Um, You can make more money if you're a big guy coming back to school. And at the end of the day, when you're losing all of these great guards every single year to the pros, it makes sense for a lot of programs to build around big guys. And you can win with big guys. David McCormick just won a national title. He was the best player on the floor in the final four. He should have been the most outstanding player yeah. in the final four. Kentucky, or Kansas just won a national title. But that's not him. why they won. But that's not why but, they and, won. Yeah, but, Rob. but yeah, but no, no, I get it. But my point is you can win with them. You're coming, saying you, you can win with them. Yeah. You can win with them. They're more valuable in college. And it's a different game yeah. because this is where yeah. big guys can thrive in the modern yeah. in the modern game. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Listen, you, you can win with them. Um but I will, I will say this, you better have really good players around him. And that's where, again, David McCormick wasn't the featured guy on mm-hmm. Kansas. Oscar Shibwe is the featured guy. And for him, Kofi Coburn was the featured guy. What happened to those teams? That's the difference. It wasn't great. To me. It wasn't great. That, it, yeah. That's my worry. You, you can't make Oscar, Oscar Shibwe can't be, first of all, he was the only guy who wanted a rebound. Everybody else just watched him. And that can't happen at Kentucky. So it's going to be interesting to see who Cal pulls around him. You know, C.J. Frederick comes in and will replace Kellen Grady as a perimeter scorer, right? Shooter. You have that. Um, you know, you Reed know what Shepherd's I think coming in. Sharp. Yeah, Reed, well, you Reed know Shepard's what I think coming in. Case Wallace. He's gone, though. There's no way he can come back, can he? I mean, I wouldn't think so because, to me, I, I think at worst-case scenario, he's a top-10 draft pick. And and you, you know what I think of him. Like, I'd take him in the top – I'd take him fifth. And, and I'm not even trying to let him Who are you kidding? You take him number one, man. You take him number – you would I, I take think, him over Kevin Durant at this point. <laughs> I think Shaden Sharp could be the best player to come out of this draft if he stays in it. I absolutely believe that. Absolutely. I do. I, I think his potential is that high. Um, so I think if you have a big-time 
point guard. And the, the problem with Kentucky this past year was, well, number one, Ty Ty didn't develop like we thought he would, right? And he had some personal issues there at the end of the year, but he didn't develop because part of the problem was Severe Wheeler needed the ball in his hands so much. And I felt like Ty Ty was like Jamal Murray. He needed the ball in his hands. And he just didn't have it in his, his hands enough. Wheeler was a non-shooter, so you could cert- – now, again, they had a hell of a, of, of a year in terms of regular season. They did. They had a great year. But who remembers that now? You look at Hubert Davis and John Calipari, right? Look at Hubert, who is being absolutely lauded right now, and everybody loves Hubert, and John Calipari, who's being crushed right now. One had a great regular season. The other did not. One had a great – well, other than March 5th, um, Hubert had a hell of a regular season. But – up until up until March fifth, he did not have a great regular season. Cal had a great one, but nobody's nobody gives a shit about that right now. All that matters is for those big time programs. All that matters is what are you going to do for me in March? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and to be fair, you know a lot of the issues Kentucky had down the stretch of the season had to do with guys being banged up, and Ty Ty had his ankle things yep. going on. A severe yep. had a couple. Of, he he had at least one concussion, maybe another one. Um, Kellen Grady was dealing with some like so. I I, I don't want to put all. If of that I was on severe, Cal. hey hey, if I'm severe, I, I'm telling Oscar I want a little bit of that nil money because you cost me two <laughs> yeah. concussions. You, yeah, you know if I'm call, coming call back, out you, screens. Exactly, call out screens, Oscar. I give you give me give me a hundred grand for each of those two screens that you didn't call out that I'm still hurting from. Yeah. Um. All right. So. Looking at them next year, I think if you put together these rosters, you have Severe at the one most likely. You're probably going to have Kaysan Wallace at the two. Uh, Chris, Chris Livingston comes in. You got um, Damian Collins coming back. Jacob Toppin, I believe, declared, but I think he's probably going to end up coming back to school. I can't see him being a sure. guy that, that sticks yeah. in the NBA. Keon Brooks, right. it looks like he'll probably end up being back, correct? Correct me if I'm wrong there. I would and think. Then, yeah, I would think. Yeah. And then you got Oscar Shibway around him. They still, I think, need a couple of pieces, maybe another big-time shooter on a well, wing. Well, C.J. Frederick. Uh, C.J. Yeah. Frederick, you, you didn't mention. Yeah, more help um, at the uh, at the four spot, probably, I think, and more help at the point guard spot. But there's pieces in the portal that they can get. But where do you stand right now on this Kentucky team in terms of their ability to go out and win something? You know, like, uh, Keon Brooks was great, but I think he's great coming off the bench. I think you need a – these days – you need a stretch format, especially if you're going to play with Oscar. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. You can't have a four-man whose range is really 12 to 15 feet. You need a four-man that's going to be able to stretch the court that'll, that'll work well with Oscar. And uh, that would be my biggest concern with them right now is if you put Keon and Severe out there with Oscar, what does that do to the floor, Rob? It. it- for people that can't yeah. see, I'm I'm squishing yeah. it. It contracts yes. it. You need you right. need space out there. Yeah. You need space. Yeah. yeah. So that's my problem with them. Is yeah, you can have CJ Frederick. That's that's well and good. And if you have Shaden Sharp, he's not an elite shooter. He's an elite scorer. Also, not a guy like my guess is as a freshman, if he does come, you know, he's shooting 35 percent from three. Where where would you put the odds on Sharp being there? Because I'm operating as like eighty percent chance he's probably gone. Is that is that about right? Do you think that's too low? Or too I don't high? know. Yeah, I, I honestly I couldn't even begin to. I, I don't know. All I'll say is, if Oscar got two million right now, could could you somehow provide Shaden Sharp with a number that's even more than that um, coming in? I don't know if you can because Oscar's already built up enough equity in Lexington 
and he, he's just such a personable like that's the thing about Oscar that I don't I don't know if enough people know but even before the season this year I was there for media day I could have talked to that kid all day long that smile um his, his just how quotable he is how much fun he is to be around that's part of the reason Oscar is going to get paid not not mm-hmm. it's you know it's an inducement but it's also obviously what he what he developed and what he earned through his play on the court and his personality off the court. And, and I think, you know, again, Kentucky's going to be at the highest level of NIL, but I think all these guys that we're talking about, Drew Timmy, Hunter, Trace, they're all at big time programs that can, that can get them to that million dollar mark. And, and, and I think if you get them to the million dollar mark, as long as they don't hate school. And, and I think that's part of it, right? Like, Obviously, Kofi was done with school, with the academic part, and he probably felt like, hey, at this point, I've done all I could do. Where if you're Hunter Dickinson, you're feeling like, hey, I can take another jump, right? I I started taking threes last year. I can take another Mm -hmm. jump, and we can compete. Like, if you get me, we got some older guys coming in now. Uh, They'll bring in a couple transfers probably, a a point guard. Their their young guys are a year older. So I I think, honestly – I think some guys look at it totally different. I mean, if you're Oscar, what's not to love about college life? What's not to love? Like wherever he goes, he doesn't have to pay for a damn thing in Lexington and everybody loves him and he loves it. Yep. I know you got to get out of here in about five minutes, but I do want to ask you this because there's been a lot of discourse over the course of the last week about like the state of college basketball and what NIL Uh means and what all Uh of these trans, all this transfer portal stuff means. Um, one thing, one thing that I do think is important to note, like when we're talking about NIL money that Oscar is getting, it's not technically NIL money. It's basically like these collectives get put together by these schools where you more or less get a slush fund that can help pay out money to these players. So it's almost like the schools are paying them, but they're not really paying them. You know what I mean? Right. It's not like they're necessarily doing stuff for NIL because the NCAA hasn't defined it. On the one hand, that kind of creates a situation where it's more or less pay for play. On the other hand, the NCAA hasn't put any kind of uh, – they, they haven't actually defined what NIL is, which kind of creates a situation. At the same time, that is why these guys are able to go into the portal and it creates all of this offseason movement, but it also keeps some of these great players coming back. So where do you stand on what the state of the sport is, the health of the sport? Because I think overall, it's not a perfect system, but right now, as of today, when we get the national player of the year coming back to school, how can you say it's a bad thing for the game? It can be fixed, but I think we're, we're heading in the right direction, no? I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's it's changed. And and more like I just feel like there's so many things that, that have changed quickly. Um, the transfer portal probably is worse to me than, than the NIL. Like the NIL is good. Like the kids are making money. That's fine. Like I have no issue with the NIL. The transfer portal is the part that, that kind of is just, you know, these kids that are at like four different schools in four years. And you're talking about a deadline of, of May 1st right now, or else you can't get the one-time transfer waiver. But I don't know if the NCAA is going to stand true to that because kids are going to threaten to sue them or whatever. And, you know, you, you could Devin Askew is a great example, right? He left Kentucky for Texas last year. He leaves Texas. He's going to go somewhere else. Does he just get a waiver? Does the NCAA just start handing out waivers and eventually say, you know what, transfer as many damn times as you want? Um, I, you know, again, it's just it's changed how we we cover the sport and instead of knowing who's coming back and knowing these kids and them being in a, in a situation that 
a little more stable and the fans get to know them and we get to know them. They're bouncing all over the place. I don't even know. You know, it's easy to keep up with 30 NBA. Well, I shouldn't say it's easy. It's not as easy to keep up with 30 NBA rosters anymore with free agency. Well, now try to keep up with 350 Division One rosters. It's impossible. It's not right. possible. It just, I mean, unless you're Sean Paul, you have no chance of keeping up with this thing. And, and, and that, again, it's just frustrating to somebody like me who, when I got in, you kind of knew who was going to be there. There might be a few changes. Uh, and coaches are, listen, they're not going to say it publicly. They can't, but they are worn down from this. Uh, they're telling me over and over, it's not a lot of fun to navigate the portal. And there's just going to be a lot of mistakes being made on both ends. Uh, both sides for the portal. Coaches taking kids that they don't know a help, they don't know anything about. Kids going to situations that they have no idea what they're getting themselves into. Yeah, because the the recruiting process instead of being over the course of a year and a half, two years is like a week. You enter the portal, right. you declare, and you, you commit in a week or two. Yep. I will just say this: I do think we need to find a new normal for the portal, and it's not going to be possible at a time when the portal is new. NIL stuff right. is new. This money right. is new. We have a glut of players in here yeah. that are getting like six years. We have all of these yeah. transfers yeah. that are coming back for another season, people that are eligible immediately. Well, that's and you have, and you that, have Rob. Two, that, the, the other big thing, Goodman, you have two recruiting classes that were totally fucked up in terms right. of evaluations yes. by yes. all of these guys coming in. And now it's going to get extended because you have all these guys in the class of 2022, 2023, yeah. 2024 yeah. that are going to be under-recruited and at a lower level because – these these coaches were out there targeting players in the transfer portal. So well, I think and, there's a four-year window we got to deal with and just get through. But once we get yeah. through that and we kind of get to a regular system, it'll 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 figure itself out. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, I mean, listen, yeah, to some degree. I mean, listen, it's it's and like you said, the kids getting the extra year. There's probably a hundred kids in the portal right now that that just they're that are seniors that are saying to themselves, I'll throw my name in the portal, and you know what, if I get the right situation. I'll go transfer, but otherwise I'm going to move on and, and, and start my career, whether it's pro career overseas or start my career outside of basketball. So I think the number is inflated right now. Um, but again, there's just, there's been a lot of changes quickly in college basketball and you know, who has not helped the NCAA, they haven't helped worth a shit. So I, I think if they had gotten ahead of this, this NIL thing, it, the other part is you, it's not apples and apples. What, what schools can do. Different states have different rules. Different schools have different rules. So, you know, some guys can't even actively participate in NIL. Other coaches can. I mean, it's just that's the shit show that it's become right now. Yeah. Well, listen, I know you have to get back to waiting tables. You are uh, you're, you're taking your break from your shift yeah. as a that's as right. a server that's right now to be able to yeah, jump on that. the stream. Yeah. Um, you get you're getting roasted in the chat for that for being a uh, being looking like you're a waiter right now on your break. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm meeting somebody for lunch before the Celtics game uh, tonight. Uh, so I, I literally came to my old stopping grounds in Sheraton in Boston, uh, where uh, I think I did like maybe some of my first interviews going back as a, as a kid. You know who I, I interviewed at the Sheraton years ago? Derek you Smith, tell me, the late Derek I'll, Smith. I was going to say, if you yeah. tell me the James Worthy story again, I'm ending this stream right no, now. No, you Derek off. Smith. <laughs> Derek Smith, I was, I was like 16, 17 years old. And he came in playing the Celtics. And it's for those who don't know, it's Nolan Smith's father who played at Louisville. And he sat down with me for an hour for lunch when I'm telling you, I was like 16, 17 years old. And uh, as classic guys, you will ever, ever be around uh, the late Derek Smith. Yeah. Well, listen, this I, I'm glad that you were able to 
sit here and join us. Can you please stop cursing out Kyrie so he stops flipping people off in the crowd? That was you yeah. that was doing that, right? Yeah. Yeah. If somebody, if somebody, you know, Kyrie runs up in the stands, um, it won't be me. It won't be me. He's running out. Right. Trust me. I promise. Yeah. The the rest of uh, your uh, your fellow Bostonites and your fellow I'll behave myself. Worth, a little bit worse yeah. than you. Listen, Goodman. I'll let you get to your lunch, man. I appreciate. Can the I time. just say, uh, hey? Can I just say you sucked, Oster? Yeah, go ahead. I just want say to, instead of instead of, I'll get it all out of my system right now, so I don't say <laughs> you suck to Kyrie. I'm just gonna say you sucked, Austin. Yeah, I do. I'm I'm the worst. I'm the worst. Listen, it's been fun. Go to your lunch, man. Stop trying to keep talking. I'm trying to get yeah. you out of here so you can be right, so you're later. not gonna be late later. Yes, I'm good. Later. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.